there, and welcome to Godfrey's Unbeatable Stories, and today we're going to read Mango's Mischief and Tales of Friendship by Chitra Sounder. Stay tuned! Mango's Mischief and Tales of Friendship Stories from India Chitra Sounder Contents. Prince Vera's first case. Who stole the Lundus? The case of the greedy moneylender. The unfortunate case. Prince Vera's first case. Long ago, in a fairway land, King Bhima ruled a small kingdom surrounded by the magnificent hills of Himtuk. King Bhima was a kind and justice ruler. Every day he held court at the palace. Rich or poor, tall or short, man or woman. Anyone could walk in with a problem. The king would always find a way to solve it. The king lived with his wife and son in a red stone palace. King Prince Vera was ten years old, but he didn't go to school. The school came to him. His teachers lived in the palace and taught him mathematics, science, economics, and many languages, including Persian, Mandarin, and Latin. The prince had to master archery, horseback riding, and swimming. Sons of ministers and students with special scholarships came to the palace to study with him. If anyone could compete with Prince Vera, it was Suku, the farmer's son. Suku had won a scholarship to study with the prince. He was a good match for Vera and could best him in wrestling and fencing. He rode horses as well as Vera too. The two boys became good friends. They ate together, studied together, and played in the courtyard together. When they were let out early from classes, the boys liked to hide behind the large golden curtains and peep into the king's court. It was always filled with people who had problems. Three days after harvest, Suku came to the palace to see Prince Vera. He bought fresh corn, bunches of groundnuts, and tender coconut water to drink. Do you want to go to the woods? Prince Vera asked. We can check mongoose holes for snake and chase deer and bison. After a week of harvest, I don't want to go. I don't want to be anywhere near plants or trees," said Suku. "Can we sneak into the court and see what's going on? Let's go to the queen's chambers," said Vera. "We can watch the court through the small windows." The boy scampered. Through the rooms, jumping onto ornate chests, the thick carpets hid the sound of their hurrying feet. Whenever a guard appeared, they hid behind the large carved doors. 
As soon as he reached the queen's chambers, Vera peeked in to see if any of his mother's maids were there with the flowers and perfume the queen needed for her bath. Seeing no one, the boys went through the recreation room and into the viewing gallery. The long, thin corridor overlooked the court. Alongside the windows, a bench was set up for the queen to sit on and listen. The round windows were decorated with carvings of peacocks and elephants. They glistened, reflecting the sparkle of the gemstones. This is a great place to spy, said Prince Vera. You can see and hear everything that happens. Shh, Suku whispered. Spies don't chatter. Prince Vera could reply, a horn blared. Oh, before Prince Vera could reply, a horn blared. He and Suku kneeled on the cushioned benches and peeped through the windows. To the beat of the drums, King Bima entered through the large doors. Two soldiers walked in front of him. A long train of maroon silk stretched from the king's tunic. What if the sentry steps on it? Prince Vera asked. I'll die laughing, said Suku. I'm sure you will die if you laugh, said Prince Vera. Want to try? Stop talking, said Suku. From below, they heard the king say, Let the proceedings begin. Then King Bima sat down on his throne. A man stepped to the center of the court and gave his name. He asked the king to do something about the crows that dirtied his newly built terrace. As people presented their problems, the king sometimes asked them to come back later with more details to, or to bring a witness. Sometimes he gave them work. Sometimes he gave them money. One or two even got punished for wasting his time. Some of the problems were serious. One man was there about his sick parents. A woman came to complain about her greedy landlord. Some had silly problems, like the man who had lost his shadow, wanting to charge rent to the birds that, that sat on his roof. A woman came to complain that the roadside tree gave more shade to her neighbor's house than her own. That's ridiculous, said Suku, when a man asked if he could live inside his neighbor's chimney. I'm sure we could solve these problems, said Vera. And who's going to let us, Suku said. That evening, the boys didn't play in the woods or swim in the river. They played court instead. Prince Vera met imaginary people and heard their cases. Suku was his counsel. A week had gone by. There were no classes on moon day, on new moon day. With nothing to do, the boys crept into the palace to watch King Bima hold court. But this time, the court was empty, and outside there was a long line of people waiting to see the king. Where is your father? Suku asked. Vera and Suku raced to the king's chambers. 
The king is unwell, said the royal physician. Don't bother him. Vera looked at his father's pale face. His mother, the queen, sat close by, tending to him. But people are waiting, Suku whispered. Vera whispered to Suku. Maybe we should open our own court, Suku whispered back. Vera's eyes twinkled. This is a perfect opportunity. He leaned toward his father's bed. Father, I can hold court today on your behalf, he said. What? What? The king sputtered, trying to sit up. We have been listening to your court for many days, admitted Vera. We're sure we can handle it. Are you trying to become king? Asked the king, smiling. No, father, I will learn, but I will learn to govern, said Vera. And you can get some rest. Well, that sounds very tempting, the king said. But you can't do this on your own. Here, I present to you my wise counsel, Suku, said Vera. The king smiled at both of them. You've been planning this for a very long time, then, he said. Very well, I'll give you a chance. But you can only hear simple cases, and only in the courtyard, not in my court. Anything you say, father, Vera said, unable to hide a smile. A court was set up quickly in the courtyard. Prince Vera's chair was placed in the middle. In the middle. A chair for Suku was placed to its right. Four sentries stood nearby guarding the courtyard as people formed a line. Some people were alone. Some had brought their friends. Some were empty-handed. Some held chickens or eggs. And one even held a bucket of biryani. A sentry announced the arrival of the prince. A loud gasp rose from the people. Where is the king? Many of them cried. Let's hear the first case, said the prince, sitting down. A man who smelled of hay stepped forward and bowed to the prince. Your Highness, he began. He began. My neighbor follows my cow all around town and picks up the cow dung. I want you to forbid him to do that. Anything that cow drops belongs to me. Vera thought about it for a moment and said, From today, why don't you tie a dung bag behind the cow? Then you can collect all the droppings yourself. Next case, said Suku. Dear Prince, said the man, next man, who stepped forward. It's my neighbor. I want her to stop singing. Is she awful? asked Rira. She's the best singer in the city, your highness, he explained. I just sit next to the window all day and listen. I must work on most things. Rira and Suku huddled and discussed the case. From today onward, you have to keep your window shut until you come back from work, Vera ordered. Who is next? asked Suku. Two men stepped forward. One was dressed in cotton and the other one in silk. The first man stood with his arms folded. The second man leaned on his wooden cane and stroked his mustache. State your case, said Prince Vera. With due respect, dear prince, I think this problem is too tricky for you, said the second man. If I decide the problem is too big for me, the king will surely talk to you tomorrow, said the prince. 
Today, you must place your trust in me. My name is Metron, said, said the second man. I have a small sweet shop in the market. I make all my sweets myself, and I only use poor, pure, sugar, pure butter and sugar. This is the prince's court. Don't waste your time talking about your sweet shop, said Suku. I really like sweets, said the prince. I want to hear more. Your majesty, we make laddus, jalebis, and kheer, and soon papadi. We all make sorts, we make all sorts of sweets. We are famous all over the kingdom. Have you bought any sweets with you? Asked the prince. Metaram turned and gestured to someone. Another man entered and handed Metaram a large plate covered by checked cloth. The smell of sugar and butter wafted over the court courtyard. The people closed their eyes and enjoyed the smell. Very nice, said the prince. It smells very nice. He leaned forward to take a sweet. Suku shook his head ever so slightly. Mira sat back in his chair, frowning at Suku. Don't smell it, Majesty, said, said the other man. That's exactly the problem. Take the sweets to my room, Mira said. A sentry took the plate from Medana. Your Majesty, said Medana. This man, Copy, stood several minutes outside my shop, smelling my sweets, but he left without bothering pay. If he didn't buy, why must he pay? asked Vera. Because he enjoyed the smell so much. It takes a lot of butter and sugar to get that smell, your majesty. That smell attracts many customers into the shop. If they all came to just smell my sweets and never buy any, I wouldn't make any money. Hmm, interesting, said the prince. This man, Copy, should pay five silver coins for enjoying the sweet smells in my shop. You have to be fair, Prince Mira, just like your father. Prince Mira closed his eyes. He could almost touch the wafting fragrance of the sweets. It made him slightly hungry. Okay, that's the end. Bye-bye. Oh, and also that was almost half of chapter one. There are still a lot of pages um, for chapter one. Wow, that was a lot of reading. Maybe if you would like to, why not think about how this story will continue? Okay, so I just want to put my review on the little bit of pages that I read. Now, this, the first few pages that we read, it was very hilarious and I loved the comedy. There, I don't have any concerns, it's awesome, um, and I have read this before. It's a very awesome book. I recommend this. Um, and also, there were many Indian words. Um, if you do not know that, I suggest maybe go search them up. A lot of words <laughs> I don't know myself. So, yeah, go search that up.
friend again. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and this is the first time I've read another author's book. Um, you know, I do like doing this, and please, 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 please send me a message about how you like this story and if I should read any more stories like this. Um, I hope you have a good day, and I hope you listen to all my episodes, because if you listen to all my episodes, you can have many things, and you do know what I'm talking about, right? Hope you have a great day, and bye.